Welcome back to a Clubfoot Mom podcast. I am your host and fellow Clubfoot Mom, Maureen Hoff. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about one of the most important questions that I think you can ask your Clubfoot doctor during the consultation that, frankly, I never even thought about. And now that I am well into clubfoot treatment, think back about this and think about how this question can sometimes be underrepresented in these consultation interviews. So I've talked before in actually one of my very first episodes about like how to find a Ponsetti trained doctor. And I believe in that episode, it was a long time ago, but I believe that I referenced the clubfoot cares a questionnaire that you can find online. They have a great one where there's like a whole PDF of questions that you should ask your doctor about kind of technical, their experience, um, how they handle certain situations, what they do as far as the boots and bar timeline. Like all of those are amazing things that you should be asking in those consultations. Obviously, I'm a big believer in having a consultation or even multiple consultations with different doctors, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to have a trusting relationship with your treating doctor. Um, I think it is the foundation for success overall for treatment, not just their overall experience. I think obviously that plays a really important role in it, but also your relationship with that doctor. Because Clubfoot treatment is long-term and it takes place in a time frame of your child's life where they're doing a lot of growing and changing and a lot of developmental growth happens. So you want to have a relationship with your doctor that's that you feel like you can go to them if there are issues, um, or I always say when there are issues, because there will be within four to five years of your child's life, right? So... I think a consultation is just really important for you to set that foundation if you have the opportunity to do so. I do know that there are some insurances that don't cover it. And I I think I remember we paid, uh, I don't know, an exorbitant amount of money for the consultation. And I think at the end of it, it kind of weighed itself out for us because the way our insurance was is that we ended up meeting our deductible that year because of all the casting anyways. So it didn't really, it just kind of went towards our deductible. But I do think if you have that opportunity and there's different doctors available to you, meet with a couple of them. So anyways, that's my pitch for the consultation. One of the things that I think is so important to ask, and it's actually listed in this Clubfoot Cares um, it's kind of referenced is how does your clinic or whatever clubfoot team that you have support parents? And I think I didn't even think about this. And I can understand if you're listening to this and your cutie has just been diagnosed with clubfoot and they're not even born yet, right? And you're trying to take in all this information, you're trying to learn the treatment. You're trying to kind of adjust your expectations. You're, you know, going through your own emotional process of that diagnosis. And then you're meeting with a doctor and you're asking all of these 
honestly, very technical medical questions that frankly, I, I mean, most of us wouldn't even know the answers to these, especially those that have zero experience with it. So there's a lot happening right in that moment. And I, I don't look back at myself and think like regret that I didn't ask this. Cause I think I just didn't know then that how important it was going to be. Like I was just so focused on frankly, the casting portion of it because that was what was coming first. So I was like, okay, these are the things that I need to know about this doctor to get through this first part of it. But I think if you're able to ask this question and just say, do you guys have access to education, resources, some sort of parent support group? Like what does that look like for me once we transition into Boots and Bar? And the reason why I think this question is underrepresented is because parents aren't thinking that far out. But when you get to that point, and we know that that's one of the kind of acute crisis moments for parents is when you transition to Boots and Bar, because that really becomes when you're kind of on the front lines, you, your role really changes during that time frame, And you're not thinking about it at that moment, maybe, but you are going to need support and you're going to need to know where you can get that support. So even if that, even if your doctor maybe doesn't have anything directly on their website, but maybe they have, so where are the reference points? Where, what do you think you can ask your doctor? I think it's totally acceptable for you to ask, where do you recommend I get more information about this? And I've had a lot of conversations with clubfoot medical professionals, um, you know, some of the honestly best surgeons in the world when it comes to clubfoot and a lot of, you know, CPOs and PTs and people that are on that medical team. And one of the things that I try to impart when I talk to them about the parent experience is parents are going to need support. And if they don't know where to get it, they're going to go wherever they can find it. So if your doctor doesn't want you going on Facebook and posting pictures of your child's foot and asking what's happening, um, what, what's the alternative, right? Um, I think that it's important for all the medical clinics to be thinking about that parent experience of what happens in those moments where they go, I just, I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I don't, I'm convinced something doesn't look right. Maybe it is, but you know, I mean, I've been that mom. I've been the mom who's like, oh, I swear something's wrong. And the reality was it's just, it, it it's just different. Like her, her club feet are different than her sister's club feet or her fi- sister's typical feet. And so when I'm kind of trying to compare them, sometimes I will get lost in that, like, but they don't look the same or this is different. And the reality is they're not. And so it took time. But in those moments, if I would have, you know, posted something or thought, and I didn't have a team that I could talk to, a medical team that would answer my questions, I could understand how much more anxiety that would have caused. So I think it's one of those questions that you just ask up front, like what kind of support do you guys provide for parents? Um, And if, if it's not something that they can answer directly, um, I'm also respectful of the fact that like 
hospitals and doctors and medical professionals all really are extremely busy themselves. And, um, and I want to respect that too. And I just think if, if it's not something that's directly through their clinics provided, then what do they recommend? Do they recommend certain websites, certain groups, other um, informational things? And it's not just about the medical aspects of it, but where can they find support for them in their parent experience? And I think if parents start to think about that from the very beginning and start bringing that up, then it might be this eye-opening experience between the two and it creates this relationship building like the parents go listen I know at some point I'm gonna need additional support where do you recommend that I get that do I go through you is that something where I email you pictures like I've talked to so many medical professionals that are like yeah we love to like get a picture send us a picture and we'll um we'll let you know like email us what you think like I just was on a webinar recently with some physical therapists and we were talking about carriers right for babies and how that works with the cast and with the boots and bar and for us it was never successful but that was because I think it was more my baby's personality than um than the club foot and the boots and bar but one of the things I said was I think parents are shy to send a picture and to say, does this look okay? And so instead of doing that, we either kind of struggle through or we uh, don't, we just kind of give up altogether. And so, and they were like, no, we would love that. Like every single one of them was like, send us a picture, say, does this look okay? And, or are there any adjustments I should make? And I'd be happy to answer. And so I think it's just about setting up those expectations and those boundaries from that first initial contact of where do I go if I have questions like that? And maybe that's not what your team does. Maybe they have a different place that they want you to go. But I think just bringing that up in conversation is something that will set everybody up for better success and a better relationship building long term, because that's really what so much of club foot treatment is and what makes it different. I think any sort of bracing long-term right diagnosis where parents are really hands-on at home outside of a medical setting and have very high expectations of what they need to accomplish in order to get their child to the spot that they are that they need to be in order to be successful so it's just kind of food for thought and one of the things that I've been that I've thought about and that I think maybe you don't think about initially. So if you're listening and you've just learned about your child's diagnosis, this is one of the questions that I think is really important for you to ask when you're in those consultations. So if you found this episode helpful, of course, share with other clubfoot parents or anyone you think would benefit from it. If you need to get in contact with me, you can do so through my website at maureenhoff.com or my Instagram account at Club Foot Chronicles Mom. Until next time.